Once again, it's time for the only show that takes a look at business from a different perspective, the coaching perspective, with Master Certified Business Coach, Doug Gefeller. Hey, Doug. Hey, Paul. Glad to be with you here in studio today, and welcome to today's episode of the Coaching Perspective Radio Show. I'm your host, Doug Gefeller, and today we're going to do something a little different than what we normally do. This last week, I had the privilege of speaking at the International Coach Federation Global Meeting, Converge 17, and I was surprised at the level of interest in the topic they asked me to talk about, which was hosting an internet radio show to build your practice and reputation. And so I've decided that this portion of our broadcast will be a repeat of that presentation, and I hope that you enjoy it. So let's get right to it. Good afternoon. I'm Doug Gefeller. I've been coaching for 22 years. I'm an MCC coach and have been for 18 years, and I'm CTI trained. And today we're going to be talking about hosting an internet radio show to build your practice and reputation. Let me give you a spoiler alert. This presentation may sound like it's all about creating social media content, but if you listen carefully, you'll realize that it's really about creating relationships. And real relationships are what leads to sales, referrals, and long-term friendships, not just social media followers. Well, how did I get to this point? Well, in 94, I purchased a franchise for creating executive peer groups from Renaissance Executive Forums in California. In that first year, I learned two things that I didn't know when I purchased the franchise. The first was that it was almost impossible to get a meeting with company CEOs to pitch them on joining a peer group. And no meeting meant no sale. The second was that once I had members attending the monthly meeting, they would take notes but seldom followed up with any action once they went back to their offices. No action meant no perceived value and I would be looking at short-term memberships. Well, the second issue was the easiest to solve. It was the reason I became a coach. I figured if I could coach the members individually between the monthly group meetings, they would take action, get value, and become long-term members. Coaching for me simply was a membership retention tool. However, I fell in love with coaching, and as it turned out, my coaching business held my interest much longer than my peer group, which I sold five years ago. The first issue, that of getting in the door to pitch the CEO, took much longer to solve. It wasn't until March 2009 that we launched our first broadcast over internet radio, which became my secret sales tool. I found that I could get a meeting with almost anyone I wanted if I was inviting them to be my guest on a live radio show. What I was looking for was to create a relationship before I brought up the subject of them buying any services from me, either a peer group membership or coaching. So what is internet radio? Well, the short answer is it's like any radio station broadcasting with a regular schedule of shows. However, rather than broadcasting over an FCC-regulated airwave, it's just another URL on the internet that can be listened to from any device that connects to the internet. In my mind, this makes it another type of social media, just like Facebook, LinkedIn, webcasts, or any of the rest. The cost to set up your own internet radio station can go from very little to very, very expensive, depending on the quality of the equipment in the studio. I was fortunate in that one of my peer group members, Paul Roberts, in fact, he was the one who suggested to me that I use internet radio to get in the door to CEOs. His business had been marketing and PR, but he'd been a disc jockey in college. 
With his help, we arranged to broadcast a weekly show over an existing internet radio station. However, after a short period of time, Paul suggested that if I'd guarantee a certain number of shows or fee, he would set up his own station, octalkradio.net, and give me better service. Ultimately, this worked out so well for Paul that he moved the business out of his home into a professional studio, which then gave me the option of actually bringing guests to the studio for live broadcasts. For a short period of time, we tried to encourage listeners to call in because it was talk radio, but that really never worked out and we kind of gave it up. Well, who are my guests and how do I find them? This is a moving target depending on your business needs. When I started in 2009, the guests were CEOs that I wanted to sell either coaching or peer group memberships. Each week, I would read the local newspaper to see who was in the news and if I was interested in getting to know them as a potential client. Client. Then I would call and explain that I'd read about them and was interested in having them as a guest on my radio show and could we schedule some time for me to meet with them in their office for a pre-interview. I explained that the pre-interview with the CEO was to identify the topic for the show, agree on some questions, and generally get them comfortable with doing a live radio show. However, in addition to starting the personal relationship, it also gave me information about their business issues and how a peer group or coaching could help them solve their problems. But at no time during this process did I ever have a sales conference conversation about my services. This is the start of a relationship, not a sales call. I was offering them something of value, a PR opportunity, with no obligation or cost. If they were not a potential client, then I'd usually go over this information on the phone and via email, but either way, I'd always ask that the guests meet me a half hour before the show at the studio just to get comfortable with each other. I always warn them that this is a live interview and I will probably not stick to the script, but we'll go wherever the conversation leads us. In 2010, I thought it would be fun to add at least one show a month that was geared to coaching and invited as my guests to speak either coaches or HR professionals. And then in 2011, with the sale of my peer group business, I changed the weekly show to one aimed primarily at coaches or those using coaching services. The original show was all about meeting potential clients in a non-sales environment. This is now only part of my goal. By including as guests, coaches, and those who use coaching services, my goal is to also generate referrals to enhance my reputation by association with experts in the field. You know, while it's a weekly show, I usually end up canceling one of the shows each month due to conflicts with my schedule with my board of directors role or coaching client requirements. On occasion, a guest will cancel at the last minute and I either rerun a prior show or I use that opportunity to devote the show to a coaching or business topic that I want to talk about. Most of the guests today come from people I meet at networking meetings or referrals from past guests. And this is another benefit of internet radio. Networking was never one of my favorite things to do. I was never sure how to start a conversation or what to talk about. However, I now look forward to ever, every networking meeting as a chance to talk about the radio show and to see if I can meet people who would be interesting guests. I'm now not just a coach, but I'm the radio show guy. And it's not unusual for people at these networking events to seek me out 
to find out more about the radio show and how can they be a guest and publicize their business. Well, let me explain what I mean when I use the term live. Live interview means that it goes out of the air as we do the interview. No retakes, no corrections. Live does not necessarily mean that the guests are in the radio studio with me. In fact, when we started, all our interviews were done using a combination of Skype and phone hookups into the radio show producer's studio. Well, studio. His, his extra bedroom where he had his equipment. However, in the last four years, I've only been interviewing guests who could meet me in the radio show studio for the live broadcast. Well, this is not as convenient for some of the guests, and it does limit geographically who I can interview. It allows me to get to know the guests better and produces what I think is a much more dynamic conversation. Well, people are always asking, what's the format of the show? Well, once I've identified someone as a potential guest, I send them an outline of how the show will work or meet with them if they're a potential client. And I share the standard format, which usually starts for the first 15-20 minutes with me asking the guests some background questions such as, what was your experience prior to your current business? Tell me about your current business. What does your company do, your services, your products? What do you produce? How many employees? Where are you located? How do you find your customers? Who's your typical customer? And then I always change it up by asking them, what's your guiding principle? And they look at me like, what? Even though I've prepped them on this question, I say, you know, discuss a particular experience or a key lesson that you learned through that experience that helps you keep your true north. This question shifts subtly the conversation away from statistics into sort of deeper meanings and lets us get to the heart of a lot of things. Well, after that 15 or 20 minute sort of get to know you, we... We take a commercial break, which lets me talk to the guest off air and make sure they're comfortable, make any technical suggestions such as stay closer to the microphone or shorten up your answers or let me interrupt. But as to date, I haven't attempted to sell any commercial time, so these commercials are ones that the station has from other shows. And when I post the, the radio show, I usually edit these out since I'm not getting paid anything for them. Why bother with it? We then proceed to the topic of the day. Now, prior to the show, I've worked out with the guest to identify what is it they want to talk about, have them give me a catchy title for the show, a brief paragraph for PR purposes, and three or four questions they want me to ask. And then the show wraps up with me asking them, you know, is there anything else that you want to talk about or that you didn't get a chance to say? Uh, and how does the audience get in touch with you and follow up? What's your website and your, your social media addresses? Uh, and many times a guest will also want to share a special offer with the audience. Maybe it's free coaching if they're a coach. Maybe it's books. Maybe it's where they can download a PDF or whatever. Physically, the radio show studio is small and full of equipment. The guests and I sit across from each other with our own microphones and headsets, or as the producer likes to refer to them, the Mickey Mouse ears. And the producer's in the room to cue us for the start and the mid-show commercial and the end of the show. We usually take some photos to use on social media and to send to the guest. And I have the producer record the show on a thumb drive, which I use to create the podcast. I am always amazed by how much fun the guests have during this live show. And it's not unusual to have to really work to get them out of the studio after the show is over. 
Even the most sophisticated guests get a kick out of wearing the mouse ears and rehashing the show once it's over. Well, once the show's over, what do you do? Well, remember, this is about relationships. Now that the guest and I have had a common experience, this is my opportunity to follow up with them and continue to develop that association. Whether it's to now pitch them on a service I wanna sell, whether it's to talk to them about referrals, or whether it's just to follow up to, because they're an interesting person, I want to get to know them and stay in touch with them. I usually send them a thank you email, or I always send them a thank you email for being on the show. And I go through the steps of, hey, this is where your show is now posted on the internet. This is how you can download it. This is how you can put it on your website. Here's some suggestions on how what you want to do with it. And I give them some sort of best practices tips, you know, provide a link to the podcast on your website, notify your business network of the availability of your recent appearance and direct them to your website, contact your professional associations that you belong to, and encourage them to provide a link to your interview. Uh, And be sure to post to all your social media networking sites. I make sure they're on my mailing and contact list and I connect with their social media accounts. I ask them referrals for future guests. And twice a year I send out an email to all the guests and let them know how their show ranked in terms of downloads. In the early years my focus was on just getting to meet potential clients and the radio show was the objective, was the tool to achieve that. The podcast which we produced as a result of the radio show was no more than a place to store the shows, and we really didn't utilize it. It was sort of uh, just put it away. Eventually, we realized that the podcast was a way to reach a much, much bigger audience than just the guest and the handful of live listeners. So now you're going to ask me how many people listen to the show every week. Well, I don't know, and it's not really a key metric for me. If I was selling commercial time, this would be an important metric since advertisers want to be sure that they have an audience if they're going to pay for the time. But the only person paying for the time is me. I pay the radio station a monthly fee for my weekly hour-long show. Guests pay nothing. But this is my only marketing cost for my coaching business, and it really isn't a significant cost. Well, you ask them, why go through the steps to have a radio show when you can just sit in front of your computer and create a podcast? Well, first our goal is to create a relationship. That's hard to do in a one-way communication like a podcast. The radio show gives me human access to another person. Second, it's the quality of the sound. On a podcast created on your computer in your basement, it's never going to be as good as the one we create in the radio studio with professional equipment. And finally, the interaction that takes place in a studio setting, sitting across from each other, just can't be duplicated in a remote podcast recording. I often find out something about the guest or their business while we're on the air that I didn't know before the show that they had no intention of telling me, but it just came up because we're in a dynamic conversation. And since we're sitting across from each other, it's easy to move the conversation into areas we haven't previously planned. Well, prior to the show, I frequently post announcements of who my future guests will be and their topics. I edit every show to make sure it's recorded properly, take out the commercials, remove any dead air pauses, and then post it on my website, the radio station page, and iTunes, along with a photo or graphic from the show and a brief summary. 
I post on all my social media sites, Facebook, LinkedIn, Twitter, whatever, and any groups that I belong to so that they can uh, might be interested in it. And the guests are encouraged to post or link to the podcast on their sites. Biggest posting we had from a guest was there was a guest that owned a chain of restaurants that we had on the show in the early days. And when we suggested that he send out a link to the radio station, to the podcast, to his guest list, he said, oh, that's a great idea. I'll do that. And we said, well, how many people do you think you have on your list? He said, oh, about 6,000. Because every time somebody went to dinner, they threw a business card in to be in the drawing for a free dinner. So it's amazing who you can reach or where you can reach in places you don't even know. When we look at the, the analyticals for the show, we find people are listening from all over the world. We're not going for a worldwide audience, but that's what we're getting. You know, in my coaching practice, I frequently refer my guests to a particular show or podcast that's relevant to their current coaching topic. And in posting to social media conversations, I sometimes will res- reference a particular show and link the podcast. Because this isn't self-serving. It doesn't sound like I'm saying, hey, listen to me, I'm great. It's about the guest. So this, is, this works well in social media. And when giving presentations, I also include links to the relevant podcast. For a number of years, I sent out a weekly email blast announcing who was going to be on the show, who had been on the prior week along with a brief summary. But we discontinued that last year due to a declining response rate. We think that weekly was too often and put it in the category of junk mail. And we now send out a monthly e-blast to a list of about 2,000 subscribers that that focus on business or coaching topics. And we include the radio show. Well, probably one of the most creative uses of the radio show was a project we did in the early years. At the end of that year, we took all the shows, grouped them into six different general categories. We then had a person transcribe all the podcasts. We put it into a book. We self-published it. We wrote a chapter introducing each one of the six topics. And then we had a luncheon, and we invited all the guests to a book signing and a launch, gave them copies of the book and opportunities to order more for their office. Most of them, from where most of them, it was the first time to be recognized as an author. Well, this was a lot of work and substantial cost, so I haven't done it again. But it was extremely well received, and it did enhance the relationship. And just thinking about this today, I'm going to have to reevaluate this again. Well, just like your coaching practice or any other form of social media, Internet radio and podcasting are constantly changing. For me, this is a good thing, and it has served me well in my business. For the last few years, my coaching practice has been full, so my guests are more focused on those that enhance my personal learning or my reputation. But the minute that turns around, then the guest list will change and we'll be back to potential clients. So in closing, let me just leave you with this thought. Content is not the goal of Internet radio. It is only the stepping stone to real relationships. Thanks for the opportunity to talk to you about this. You've been listening to the one show that takes a look at business from a different perspective, the coaching perspective, with Master Certified Business Coach, Doug DeFeller. 